What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we are discussing secrets and lies. Yes, y'all, season one, episode seven, titled The Cop. Y'all, I hope everybody's week is going well thus far. We are at hump day. Only a couple more days to grind this thing on out, get that bag, get them grays, or just play around. <laughs> Whatever the preference is, I hope that it goes well for you, all right? So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So we start the episode off right where we left off with the last one, and that's Ben putting the pause on Arthur, the reporter, okay? So after cooler heads have prevailed, Ben is looking around, and he's looking at Arthur's investigation board, and it's all of these article clippings about Cornell. And so he goes on to tell him that he is out to get Cornell because basically she's too damn good of a cop, okay? She, her, her stats, her clothes rate is through the freaking roof, okay? And best believe that if she doesn't have the evidence already there to get her man when she set her eyes on somebody, the evidence will be created so she can wrap up her case, okay? And you're just her latest victim, okay? So if I were you, I would help me take her down. And so Ben was like, I'm not trusting you for a minute, okay? And so he was like, you know what? You ain't got to take my word for it. Just go talk to her, her other victim, her previous victim before you. Her name is Jennifer. I think, said, I think he said her name was Jennifer Bartlett or something like that. Anyway, go, go talk to Jenny, okay? She know. And so then he goes on to also say that once you get locked up, the prison guards will punish you by looking the other way. Oh, so you done did a bid before? Why, yes, Arthur has, okay? A couple of years ago, he got charged with obstruction and then also for impersonating the cop because there was some murder scene that had happened. And so he pulled up to do his job, which is be a reporter. And then he said some wazoos had called him. And then by the time the police got there, Cornell had took him down and charged him with those two charges. And guess what, y'all? He got sentenced to four years. And so he was like, Ben, I'm telling you, bro, you don't want that, okay? Because once you get in prison, the guards will look the other way as you get your butt whooped. So I'm telling you, go ahead and do what you need to do. And so he was like, man, forget you. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't talking to you. I'm not helping you. So then he goes home, and Christy is like, where you been? Because I almost caught the cops, okay? You done already got off into something and got out of that by the skin on your teeth, but now you done got hemmed up in something else? And so he says that a reporter named Arthur was out to get him, so he had to go handle that. What you mean, handle that? Okay? You always fighting somebody, always doing something. And so he said something about taking down Cornell. And she was like, so how are you going to do that by yourself? Don't worry. Ben always got a plan. Now, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, mutual destruction or what. But Ben got a plan some kind of way. <laughs> so anyway, the next day, he actually goes and shows up at the prison, y'all. 
So I guess he did take Arthur's advice to go talk to Jenny. So when he sits down with her, and in my head, I'm thinking, don't you have to be put on the list by the prisoner to go visit? But I don't know. I guess it's different rules in different prisons. But anyway, he go to sit down with her and he's asking her, you know, what did Cornell do to her? Because he doesn't want to be another one of her victims. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, you must have did something bad because the, pris- the prison guards are looking at you with the stank eye. And y'all, she reveals that Cornell is actually her mom. And I'm just trying to figure out what in the world she done got hemmed up in because she doesn't look like your average prisoner. But I guess when you go in, most prisoners don't look like that initially. So... I'm just wondering what Jenny done got caught up in and why Cornell felt <laughs> felt the overwhelming sense to lock her up. But I guess we'll get her backstory in a minute. And so we find out that daughter Jenny is in the clinker for the next 18 months if she remains on good behavior for drugs. And so Ben was like, dang, you couldn't do rehab? Like that couldn't have been a possibility instead of jail and she says her dad suggested that as well, but honey, her mama is by the book and crime is crime. Okay, you do the crime, you gotta do the time. And so she ends up asking him, what did he do to get on her bad side? And he says that he's being accused of murdering a little boy. Well, that sounds pretty similar to another case that she heard recently. Um, and that one involved a guy named Seth. And Seth was being accused of murdering a little girl, but because they didn't have enough to properly charge him with the little girl's murder. They had to let him go. But don't worry, because even though that happened just a few years ago, Cornell is still hot on the trail, honey. She is pursuing leads on her days off, okay? She ain't taking no time off until she gets her man. And so she says, you know what? She ain't gonna stop until she gets you, okay? So you might as well just go ahead and turn yourself in now. So uh, as he's walking out of the prison... Here comes Detective Cornell, and I'm pretty sure she's going to go pay her daughter a visit to see what her and Ben had discussed. And so he was like, what are you doing? Okay. And so she says that um, him coming up there, she sees that as a threat because he came up there to talk to her daughter. And so he was like, I didn't know that she was related to you. Okay. And so he was like, how did you figure out I was up here anyway? She says that she's got friends in high places. And so she ends up walking past him, and we find that that friend that she had in the high place was actually Arthur. And so he was like, man, you set me up. And so he was like, I just, I had you come down here so you could see for yourself just how evil she is. She's locking up her own daughter, okay? But what did she say? I need you to tell me what she said. Well, why couldn't you just go visit her yourself? Well, ex-felons can't go visit other felons, I guess. So anyway... He says that she didn't tell me a daggone thing, okay? Go pursue your own leads if you want something. So then um, Ben comes home, and he's talking to Christy, and he's telling her everything that's going on, but then he gets another phone call, okay? I'm assuming he's going to have to go back down. Oh, when he comes in, y'all, he hears Jess. Apparently, Jess has come over to apologize for everything that happened with, you know, her sleeping with Ben and 
having a baby bomb okay and so she says that she came over to apologize for everything and she's so sorry and she also thanks christy for the flowers that were beautiful and so christy says that tom was a beautiful soul so she just wanted to send that as a nice gesture so after jess leaves um (laughs) she ends up asking ben did he put her up to coming over and he was like yeah of course i did okay of course i told the lady that i had an affair with to come over and talk to my wife now what type of sense do that make so just then he ends up getting a phone call and i'm assuming he's gonna have to go back down to the precinct because he says that he's on his way and she was like you know what you really need to get a lawyer well after cornell arrests him honey it seems like he'll be able to get one for free in a public defender So Ben makes his way down to Cornell's office, and she's got everything on display. She's got murder boards, she's got pictures, she's got a flashlight. That's not the murder weapon, but a flashlight nonetheless, okay? And so she says, look, you got two options here. You can either go ahead and confess, or you can prepare yourself for this full-court press that's about to come down on you and your family. And so he was like, you know what? I think that you're doing all of this because... You upset that I went to go see your daughter. But he didn't even know that that was her daughter, okay? He was just trying to get some information from her. And so um, she says that it sounds like to her, he's a little paranoid. And that's part of PTSD. You may want to go get that checked out. And so he says, you know what? Screw all of this. You forgot about the third option. Well, what is that? I'm, I can go home and you can go to hell. <laughs> I love it. Ben and these one-liners. Okay, it's great. So that's exactly what he does. And when he goes home, Christy is helping Abby with her shoes because they're finna get ready to head to Michael's for the Christmas party. But Natalie doesn't want to go. Okay, she says that it's going to be a snooze fest. She thought that gay people were supposed to be, well, you know, gay, jolly, fun, happy, the life of the party. And so Dave hurries up and corrects her and says, no, okay, gay people can be boring too. (laughs) I haven't met one yet, but anyway. So Ben ends up going outside after he grabs a beer and Dave follows suit because he sees that his friend is a little perturbed. So he goes out to check on him and he says, damn, where were you at, okay? I was getting all the chills from Frosty the Snow Lady in there. What, What kept you so long? And so he says that he went down there to go see Cornell and she's got all this stuff racked up against him, but he ain't do it. And so now he's got to figure figure out a way to prove that she's a crooked cop. Well, how you going to do that? Okay, you going to be collecting secret files and sending them off to the government? Well, no, not quite. He says that he went to go visit her daughter, which he didn't know that was her daughter initially. And, um... She gave him a little bit of tidbit of information about Seth and so he's going to go try to see if he can talk to Seth to see what Cornell has against him grudge-wise um, and see if he can get any more information. And he's also going to link up with Arthur, the reporter, okay, to see if he can find any other uh, things to pin against Cornell. And so Dave is a little hesitant about Ben talking to Arthur. He says that he sheds his skin. He's a snake. Don't trust him. But, you know, Ben got this all under wraps. And also... Ben did throw out the idea that since the heat is getting real hot in the kitchen, he thought about possibly getting rid of the flashlight in that little, um, that, that space, that gap 
on the way to Michael's house, okay, where there's like all these uh, woods and trees and all of that. So he's thinking about getting rid of the murder weapon. I'm pretty sure that that's going to come back and bite him in the butt. But for now, Ben has a plan and we'll see how it works out for him. So Ben goes to pay Steph's family a visit, and initially the boys are hesitant to let him in the house because they know exactly who he is, but mom says, no, it's okay, let him in. So he comes in, and they start talking, and we find out that this is the same woman who was screaming at Cornell in her office that day. And so Ben asks what's the backstory on it, and she says that her husband was accused of murdering uh, a little girl, said that they had found a little girl strangled to death, and that, you know, Cornell pinned it on uh, her husband's set. And so she says, regardless of where they moved to, Cornell would be able to track them down, and then she would go question their neighbors and ask the neighbors had they seen him with any little girls. And of course, because of the questions that she was asking, the neighbors all started looking at them real shady-like. And so that's why they would have to pick up and move. And so he ends up asking her, well, what, whatever happened to your husband? And she says that one day he just, he got fed up about it. And um, because he said he wanted to talk to him. And so she says that that's not possible. He got fed up with it one day. And she actually found him hanging in the basement. He took his life, y'all. And so she says that due to Cornell and her constant hounding, he ended up committing suicide. So then, of course, Ben takes this news back over to Arthur. And Arthur's like, see, I told you, I told you, okay? And Arthur can't sit and, you know, really process this information because he looks at the time and he's got a really appointment that he's got, a really important appointment that he's got to keep. So he hurries up and shushes Ben out of his house. And um, Ben goes outside. And I'm like, are you going to stay around to see what's so important? And he actually does. He's really smart. He gets in the car. He drives down a little bit. And he sees this lady get out of her car and put something um, or give something to him or place it on his doorstep or whatever. And so Ben runs up to her and asks, is Arthur at home? And she says, yes. And then he asks her for a name and she says that her name is Linda. So I'm sure Ben is going to be doing his own digging soon enough. And so then he ends up going home and they're getting ready to go to the Christmas party. But you have to hurry up honey christy been asking where he is and all this and all that i'm guessing that she wants to hurry up and make a really good impression on michael despite what's going on with the family dynamics so far so anyway they get ready to go ben is loading up the christmas presents and he specifically like tries to grab the flashlight the box with the flashlight in it and then he also grabs like a bottle of a wine i'm assuming it's probably some wine so anyway he does this and when he's walking outside he accidentally or purposefully bumps into abby okay causing the wine or whatever's in the glass to spill and break well break and spill so he's like oh man shoot now we gotta go get him something else so <laughs> So while they're in the car, Christy is like, you know, why are you 
going out of your way to make this gift happen. And so he says that he just, he wants to feel normal about Christmas. So the plan is for Christy and the girls to go in the store. And while they're in the store shopping for another gift for Michael, he's going to go get rid of the flashlight. So initially that's what he does and everything seems to be going to plan. But Abby is like, I want to stay in the car with dad. And so I was like, damn, girl, go go with your mama. <laughs> Being trying to tamper with evidence and obstruct justice. <laughs> and so then um, he tells her to go ahead and keep an eye on mama and make sure that whatever gift she selects that is under $50. So this gets her out the car. So he hurries up and he runs to the woods. He he uh, takes it out of the box. I was like, man, please don't leave this wrapped in this Christmas box. He took it out the box, y'all. But he had like a towel that it was wrapped in to get rid of the fingerprints and stuff, right? So he ends up taking it out of there. He throws it under some leaves and twigs and all of that. Then he hurries up and runs back to the car. Well, apparently it wasn't fast enough because Christy is waiting for him by the car. And I don't know what's going on with her, but she being real suspicious too. She was like, where, where were you? girl he is not cheating okay he getting rid of evidence but he ain't cheating so so he was like oh you know i had to take a leak well good way to go ben way to think on your feet but when he's getting in the car because he's asking where the girls are and she was like oh you know they're paying for the gift or whatever so as he's getting in the car he like tries to hurry up and like slide and sit on this towel that that the flashlight was wrapped in but christy caught it and so now she looking looking at him all suspicious. She probably end up uh, going end up telling Cornell, or maybe she thinks that he actually did kill Tom. So I don't know, y'all. So Ben is trying his best not to look suspicious. They finally make it to Michael's house, and they're getting the gifts out of the trunk, y'all. And Abby, forever the snitch is like, oh, we're missing a Christmas present. And so Ben was like, no, we're not. Okay. Uh, yes, we are. I counted them before we left the house. I know how many Christmas presents we had. And we're missing one. And so he was like, I don't know. I don't know where it went to. It disappeared. So, of course, Christy sees this whole exchange. And now she really looking at him with the side eye. And so she tells Abby to go in and help... Um, uncle michael y'all his house is gorgeous okay it's decked out with the you know led lights it's really pretty so anyway after she goes in the house christy is like what is going on okay i'm tired of walking on eggshells around you didn't nobody tell you had to do that and so she says what was in the bag and he was like i don't know what you're talking about and she says the bag what did you really go in the woods for he said i told you i went in the woods to take a leak and so she was like, you're lying to me, okay? And if you're not willing to tell me the truth, then maybe Michael can just take us home later. And you can go ahead and leave now. Okay, enough said. So he ends up getting in the car, y'all, he leave. She was definitely not expecting that. So on his way back to his house, y'all, somebody starts chasing him, right? Like, for real deal, chasing him, like doing the lights and all of that. So they finally like speed ahead enough to get in front of him and cut him off, but they're like right at like right over a bridge. So 
they get out because it's another car behind him too so once he stops his car because he tried to back up but the car behind him is preventing him from escaping once he cut off his car y'all the police then hit his lights okay and so they walk up to him and they was like you know why i pulled you over and he said no i wasn't doing anything wrong why did i pull you over and so he says that he believes that he got pulled over for um going to go talk to cornell's daughter and so the dude basically warns him to stay away from cornell's daughter he make one more slip like that and that might be his last time making a slip and so they leave and he steps out the car and of course he's upset he starts you know dry heaving and then he takes the bag and he tosses it you should have just took the whole murder weapon and tossed it in the in the river too that's where you really should have got rid of the evidence it would have sunk to the bottom of the river but anyway <laughs> so he makes it home and oh before he make it home he go to talk to arthur the reporter and so he wants Arthur to go ahead and run with this story that Cornell is doing everything she can to corrupt this case, right? And intimidate him. And so he was like, man, you didn't even get like a solid uh, look at them to even try to give a description. This is nothing that we can do to produce some type of story off of this. We need more evidence. And so as he's telling him that, he says that another one of his stories that he printed about Cornell is starting to pick up a little bit of traction. The AP is supposed to be printing printing an article. So he's super excited about that. He thanks Ben for his help on that part. Good assist, my homie. So Ben ends up making it home. And Dave is in his kitchen fixing the sandwich. That sandwich look good though, y'all. I could do without the mustard though. So anyway, <laughs> he's fixing himself a sandwich. And... um. He says, how did you get in my house? Well, I used the key. Okay, well, that's fine. So anyway, um, he starts telling them about what happened with uh, Cornell. And so then Dave is like, okay, well, what you gonna do? And so he was like, I don't know. But he ended up telling them that he got rid of the uh, flashlight just like he said he was gonna do and where he said he was gonna do it. But now Christy is giving him the stink eye. So just then, as he's telling him all of this, there's a knock at the door. And I'm like, shoot, dang, Cornell done figured it out already. Christy must have gave her a heads up or something. And so um, it's not it's not Christy. It's actually one of the sons of Seth. So he comes by, and he was like, you lying biscuit eater. He didn't call him a biscuit eater. He called him something else. But you lying biscuit eater. You sat up there and came to my house under the guise that you just wanted to talk to my mom, but you were going back and telling information to the news. And so he was like, I didn't let them know anything. And besides, whatever story is being printed about your dad, that just exonerates him and just, you know, lets everybody know that he's innocent. And so, y'all, his son ends up breaking down and confessing that his dad was not innocent. He did, in fact, strangle and rape that little girl and killed her. And so he says that when he was down in the basement, he accidentally found some pictures that his dad had took of the little girl and I guess the crime scene. And so when he confronted his dad with the pictures, that's when his dad committed suicide. And his mom didn't know about that whole exchange. And so here she is thinking that he was innocent, 
but now because of this news article that's gonna get the investigators back looking at the case again and they're gonna finally come to the conclusion that he was guilty and so now he's not sure what's gonna happen to his mom so he's pissed y'all and Ben done destroyed another family trying to exonerate himself I mean dude was wrong and the wife should know the truth but still another family is destroyed because of these secrets and the lies that have been told so it's the next morning and ben is looking outside and natalie comes up to him and she uh, asks him about what happened yesterday and he says that he and christy got into a fight and she says yeah one of many as of late and so she says, look, I'm not sure what's going to happen between you and mom, but um, I know when it comes to certain issues like boys, sex, and makeup and clothes and all that, mom seems to go a little bit lighter on me. And you tend to be on my butt about everything. And um, I know that I hate that, but I feel like I really need it. So I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do if something happens to you. But before he can respond, here comes Christy. And Christy wants to know, where in the world is Abby? So just then we hear Abby arguing with Cornell outside. And so he tells him to go in and Cornell starts reading him his rights. And he's like, am I being arrested? And she says, you can call your lawyer and tell him to meet us where we're going. So that's exactly what he does. But guess where she takes him, y'all? to the spot where he got rid of the flashlight. Christy must have tipped Cornell off. I'm convinced. So anyway, Cornell has got the whole crew, like the whole forensic team out there searching for any type of evidence that she may feel relates to the investigation. But we know she's looking for the flashlight, right? So they start looking for it. And one of them actually gets pretty close. He looks in the buggy, but I don't think Ben put it in the buggy. I think he put it like on the side of the buggy or something like that. But anyway, old boy looks in the buggy. We're left to believe that maybe they did find it all while Ben is talking to his lawyer. And so he ends up telling him, um, you know, why am I here? And so Ben was like, I don't know, go talk to talk, go talk to Cornell. And he's like, no, I want to talk to you. You're the client. And so he ends up saying that he's not sure why he's there. Actually, he, um, he came out here with his wife yesterday to get a gift. He went into the woods to take a leak and then he came back and that was it. So there's nothing else that you can think of that happened. And he says, no, but, you know, maybe Christy called Cornell and tipped her off that there was something out here. Okay, some evidence. And so he says something about, you know, spousal privilege and all of that. They wouldn't go off a bad tip. They would only come out here with all these people if they knew it was something that was very credible. So Cornell comes back and, um, oh, and we also find out that somebody pay the retainer fee for the lawyer somebody wrote a cashier's check to him last week and i'm assuming it's probably christy okay so anyway 
Cornell comes back and they're asking, what are they going to do? Am I under arrest? No, you can actually leave. You're free to go. And she looks, I don't know, she looks disappointed, y'all. She's so hard to read sometimes. But anyway, she says that he's free to go. And the rest of the forensics team is coming out of the woods. And it doesn't look like they have anything, but I don't know. Maybe Cornell is going to put that in her back pocket if they did find the flashlight. So anyway, as they're coming out of the woods, Ben actually spots the girl that was at Arthur's house the other day, Linda. And so he was like, hey, Linda, what's up, girl? You know, and so as soon as Cornell sees the correlation, she was like, uh, I'm going to need you to come with me and follow me downtown. She's got some explaining to do. And so, um, Ben basically relates her to the one being responsible for leaking the DNA proof about him being Tom's dad to either Arthur or the media or both. So Ben shows up to Arthur's house and Arthur is so excited that he's gaining so much traction on these news articles against Cornell. And so he says that he started writing another one and Ben is like, yeah, no, I don't think that's going to be happening. Okay, you're not going to finish that one. And so he says, why not? And so Ben confronts him about being the one that paid Linda off from the crime lab for the results of Tom's paternity and he's responsible for leaking the information to the rest of the media press and so as he's confronting him cornell and the crew pull up okay cornell come in and she sees all of these articles about her on his investigation board and she was like wow you really do have a thing for me okay and so of course arthur is very frustrated and feeling betrayed because now he's gonna have to go back to jail but cornell don't care okay you done messed with her cases you done you done tampered with her cases and, and and messed all of this up ain't no telling how much she how much uh you know crisis management she gonna have to do and damage control she gonna have to do trying to clean all this mess up so she ends up arresting them y'all and so ben goes home and christy wants to know where he's been and what he was doing in the woods they get into an argument about it because Ben done already discussed what he did in the woods and she ends up asking him what you you act like you can't trust me well you haven't given me really much of a reason to as of late my girl every time I tell you something Cornell pops up every time I turn around okay and then you you out here with your client your man slash your man like I, I don't know what's going on here and so they also get into part of the argument is about her and how she wants to always look perfect for everyone in the neighborhood and to everybody else. It's always about image and money with her, okay? But between her brother and her client, it seems like she got all of that under control, okay? And so she says that he's wrong and that she never did anything with Sam. Now, the client has a name, Sam until she found out about all of the stuff that he was doing with Jess, okay, and, and all this stuff and how it imploded. That's when she sought the comfort of Sam. So you did do something, huh? So anyway, they go back and forth about that, and he says, well, you know, regardless of what happens, because I'm sure, um, no, so she tells him that 
he needs to either tell her what's going on right now and what he was doing in the woods or she's done and so y'all he go to the door he open it up and he say get out bye girl <laughs> and so she's looking at him like are you serious yes girl okay both of y'all are wrong but the way that you are handling this right now christy like he he started it first okay if you want to do tip for tat he did start it first but come on man if you knew you was gonna be like this you should have just went ahead and separated in the from the jump like so anyway i feel like she did call cornell on a whole bunch of different instances but anyway so he was like okay girl bye and I'm pretty sure once you get out of here, because that's the last ultimatum that you're going to give me, when you leave up out of here, you're going to run to your brother's house. He's going to tell you how you deserve so much better, how I'm such a loser. But I know one thing's for sure and two things for certain. I won't join custody of the girls because that's really all he wanted. All he ever wanted was Christy and the girls. He don't care nothing else about that money, all that material shit and his image that he trying that she trying to uphold with the neighborhood she, he don't care nothing about that he just wanted his family and now that that's shattered and tattered honey all he wants is his girls so she goes ahead and calls the girls down and tells them that they're leaving of course abby y'all she have a whole meltdown natalie's still trying to figure out what the hell is going on and I'm just like, okay, is Natalie going to leave? Because she did just tell her dad that she kind of wanted to stay with him if everything went to him in the handbasket, okay? So, of course, y'all know Abby don't want to leave. And so she holding on to her daddy for dear life. Christy is like, Natalie, please get your sister, okay? Please, please get her. So they're walking out the house. The neighbors all come outside. Elaine, Lisa, Jess, all of them come looking outside, being nosy. Abby's sitting up there screaming and yelling, Daddy, Daddy, what about Christmas? We're supposed to stay together. And then she yelled at her mama talking about, you don't care about nobody but yourself. And so again, all she can say is, Natalie, please get your sister. And they finally get Abby in the car, y'all. It's a whole scene. I feel so bad. I really do. But... I mean, it was bound to happen, right? So Ben meets up with this lawyer at some snack stand, okay? And so he says something, and Ben was like, is that why you call me out here? Okay, don't worry about that, okay? When I call, you come, that's all you need to know. Now, walk with me, because I got dinner to go to. So he ends up telling Ben that the boys in blue that was following him and harassing him the other night, Cornell did not call them, okay? somebody else did but they were just trying to do a shakedown on him to see what he could tolerate right see how tough he was so he also tells him that um cornell's daughter she is a criminal she deserved to go to jail because guess what she stole her dad's prescription pad because her dad is like a psychologist or something like that so she stole his prescription pad and wrote all of these bogus um prescriptions for herself and ended up getting her dad's license suspended because of it so she went to jail okay well what are you telling me that cornell thinks um you know that everything that she said thus far is true because i'm not guilty i didn't kill tom okay and i'm tired of being jerked around and so his lawyer was like okay good i like that call me later so 
I guess this is all he needed was being to get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being jerked around. So there you go. So then, um, Ben goes to Christy's brother's house and he's dropping off Christmas presents for the girls so they can have them when they wake up in the morning. And so Paul says that he will put them under the Christmas tree right now. And so before Ben walks away, he says that it was pretty thoughtful of him to call the boys in blue on him. And so he says that, well, my sister was upset and I was just doing what any concerned citizen would do. Oh, so you were concerned citizen. So if something would have went left, then what, Paul? Anyway, so then Ben goes home and he's playing with the lights on the Christmas tree. Just then he gets a knock at the door. Damn, don't you ever get tired of harassing me? Don't you have something to do? Don't you have a hobby? Don't you have another criminal that you need to be tracking right now? Of course, it's our favorite detective, Cornell. And she's coming to pay Ben a visit. And so she looks around and she's like, where's your family? It's Christmas Eve. Where's yours? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so then um, she says something else. And it's to the effect of, girl, please leave, okay? And so Ben was like, look, I ain't going to tell you again. Tell me what? That you didn't kill Tom Murphy? Are you, Why not? Okay, why do you not think that you killed Tom? And so he was like, it's just not in his character. He doesn't have those violent tendencies. Are you sure? Because there's been several instances that I've caught you in the act. Like when you threatened your daughter's boyfriend. Like when you got mad at Dave. I could go on and on and on, okay? And so she ends up asking him about his alibi one more time, and he tells her that he got drunk, he got in a cab, and he went home, okay? And so then she was like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I'm tired of telling you this too. And so she tells him that she's managed to go down to the cab company and pull the surveillance from this particular cabbie, and then she shows him the footage and it does show him in the backseat of the cab and he is lit y'all he was like see i told you i was drunk and so she was like oh just keep watching so we keep watching and once the cabbie gets to ben's house ben gets out but he does not go to his house he goes to jess's house didn't you just tell me you didn't see Jess or Tom Murphy the night that he was murdered? Oh, okay. So she was like, what is it? Are you sure? You sure you didn't kill him? Because if you don't remember, then that means you got blackout drunk. And when people get blackout drunk, you're almost capable of doing anything. And so now he's stuck with this dumbfounded look on his face like, oh shit, did I really do it? And y'all, she tells him to have a Merry Christmas and she walks out. And that's the way the episode ends, y'all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I really do not think that Ben did it. We gonna keep dragging this on though. I know he didn't do it, okay? This has gotta be a red herring. But let me know what you guys think. You can reach me at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Let me know who you think did it. I still think it's somebody in the house, y'all. It's too many instances that have popped up 
that still don't correlate with the neighbors knowing as much information as every everything that has happened all right so let me know what you think okay that's all i have for you guys i love y'all i hope y'all continue to be safe for the rest of your week okay we only got a few more days to grind this thing out so whatever you guys do have fun and be safe all right so until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys soon bye